Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves. Hello, my loves. Hello. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Wherever you are in the world, we want to greet you and welcome you to Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Mama. What's going on? Not a thing, but everything. Come on now. That's what's up. Not a thing, but everything. But everything. Today's show, today's show is going to be what, Daddy? It's going to be... A little enlightening. Come on. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Giving insight to how individuals. Well, but you could tell them the title, though. Okay. And then we'll, we'll, we'll elaborate. Proof given today how a, we're going to be revealing a long, to, a long time lie that's been told in Hollywood. A.K.A. rumor mm. that subsequently cost an individual over a decade of their life based upon a lie. And that gentleman that we're talking about is Brother Isaiah Washington. He's the the individual that people dismissed because he was alleged to be difficult, said homophobic things, and in addition to that was construed as being an individual that was violent. And you know how the news media, they say, sources say, well, we don't play that. We're going to tell you who the sources are in this particular situation. But for those of you who don't know this backstory about Brother Isaiah Washington, I think you should set it off by, you know, reading a little bit of the article from 2007, my love. I'm going to read this article in 2007, and let me just enlighten some of our people that's in the room because they come from all over the world. Come on. And they may not be aware of what this story is. Enlighten. Uh, Back in, I'm going to say, 2007, Brother Isaiah Washington was on a hit show. I think it was the biggest show on television at the time called Grey's Anatomy. Yes. And he played Dr. Burt. And there was a rumor that got out that Isaiah Washington had called one of his castmates a faggot. And due to that, it cost Isaiah Washington pretty much his livelihood. In conjunction with him being violent and Difficult to work with because we've heard that term. I believe difficult, haven't uh, we? baby. We didn't heard it. Okay, so it's important for us to do this show. And you know what, Daddy? I, I I would like for you to explain why it's important for us to do this show and to share this information today about I, Brother Isaiah Washington. I, I think that once we read everything, it'll make sense, and then we can elaborate. But I figure. Let's not hold them. Let's get into it. Or in the words of Chris Cuomo, let's get after it. Let's get after it. Now, this was an article written uh, by Entertainment Weekly back in 2000. 
and 7, June 14th, uh, by a brother named Paul Katz. I'm sorry, my sweetness. I'm getting ready to read this. Guess the doctor really has left the building. On June 7th, ABC Studios confirmed that Grey's Anatomy star Isaiah Washington, whose character, Dr. Preston Burke, broke off his wedding to Dr. Christina Yang, who was played by Sandra Yu, and skipped out in the May 17th finale, will not return to the show. The decision is the culmination of months of speculation after an ugly incident last fall when Washington used the word faggot during an on-set disagreement with co-star Patrick Dempsey, reportedly in reference to co-star T.R. Knight. The blow-up prompted Knight to announce he was gay on October 19th. Washington reignited the controversy by repeating the slur as part of a denial in front of reporters backstage at the Golden Globes in January. The actor later released an an apologetic statement and shot a PSA for the gay rights advocacy group GLAAD that aired during a May 24th Gray's rerun. And a source close to Washington tells EW that he asked for a chance to tell his side of the story and even offered to resign twice, but the studio and network said no, says the source. He even volunteered to sit down with Diane Sawyer. An ABC studio insider says the company was working in Washington's best interest by discouraging him from speaking out about the incident. In the end, Washington's actions were not enough to save his job, and now it appears unlikely that he'll be back on grays in the fall to tie up loose ends. I'm saddened by the outcome, Washington tells EW from the set of his upcoming indie film, The Least of These, in which he plays a troubled priest who teaches at a Catholic high school. In this exclusive Q&A, Washington talks about his final season on Grays, how he found out he was fired, and whether he'll ever return to primetime TV. Now, those of you who know, again, this happened back in 2007. It is now 2018. I'm going to actually read the interview that Isaiah had with Entertainment Weekly. Here's Entertainment Weekly's question. How are you feeling about what happened last week? Do you think it was fair? Here's Isaiah's response. I don't know if it's a question of fair. I'm saddened by the outcome. I did everything that the producers and the network asked me to do. I came back under great duress and stress and thought I was doing the job I was hired to do. I thought that I was going to speak for my future at Gray's, but apparently that wasn't the same vision that the network and studio had for me. Second question by Entertainment Weekly. Why do you think the decision was made by ABC? Was Gray's Anatomy creator Chandra Rhimes happy about it? Isaiah's response. I knew she was aware of the decision, but you have to understand that she's at the helm of one of the top-rated scripted shows on television. Entertainment Weekly's question. Were you in touch with Shonda after you were fired? She called me on Thursday of last week, June 7th, and told me that I would not be returning to the show, just like she personally called me and invited me to the show. It was full circle. Entertainment Weekly. When was the last time you talked to Shonda? Yesterday. There are rumors you may file a lawsuit against ABC. I don't know anything about that. That's Isaiah's response. Entertainment Weekly. Have you heard from many of your castmates? No, everyone is still on vacation. I don't expect to hear from my castmates. I did talk to Chandra Wilson, and I got a text message from Kate Walsh. Everyone's doing their own thing. People are still trying to enjoy their summer before they get back to the grind. I think a lot of people are out of the country. I'm still getting calls from people discovering that this change has occurred. Entertainment Weekly also spotted Washington receiving a hug and high-five from former cast member Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Denny, at the Chateau Marmont in L.A. days after he was let go. The day he was let go, I'm sorry. Entertainment Weekly. Would you consider 
Would you consider you and T.R. Knight to be on good terms? Isaiah's response, I don't know. You have to ask T.R. that. Entertainment Weekly, anything you'll miss about Grays? I'll miss working with the team. I think the past season we got our rite of passage and we were pretty and we pretty much all learned what we can and can't do, like any other new show or fledging child trying to find its legs. Season four is going to be stronger, better, and wiser and smarter. And I had hoped to be a contributor to that. That's not the reality. Entertainment Weekly. There are rumors that you were originally supposed to be the lead in a gray spinoff. Did Chandra ever approach you? Isaiah. Me for a spinoff? No, no. Never. I love Chandra Rhymes and her writing ability, and I felt that she made a better actor, made a better actor out of me because of her talent. I was invited back by Chandra to be a part of the team, and I had all and I always had a team player mentality about that. I took it as a humbling opportunity to be invited and be a part of a team. I'm gonna miss her writing. She's an extraordinary talent. She's very collaborative and allowed me to create the Dr. Burke that the world has grown to love. Next question from Entertainment Weekly. Would you be open to a cameo on Grey's? Dr. Burke is probably the greatest challenge I've ever had. I've studied the medical world extensively. I've enjoyed surgeons, and I'm glad they do what they do, and I gave it everything I had. If Chandra calls me and says, look, we want you to do something for Grey's Anatomy, I probably would not hesitate, but I don't really see that happening. Question from Entertainment Weekly. How do you think this is going to affect your career? I'm working right now on the indie film, The Least of These. I can only take one day at a time. I can only apologize so many times. I can only accept so much responsibility. All the players involved have taken care of what they needed to take care of in-house, and the media took it in a different direction. I hope that everyone is happy for the outcome for Isaiah, but Isaiah will go on and do what I love to do. And I have to go about the business of letting people know what's written about me is not the truth. I'm merely an actor, a husband, and a father who's trying to do a great job and be very grateful and understanding that I'm in a very privileged position. This isn't a time for me to be looking back. It's only a time for me to be looking forward. I just hope people can understand in the industry and otherwise that it's a horrible misunderstanding what transpired with our show and it was blown out of proportion. If the naysayers out there feel that some justice has been served and that they're happy with the outcome, so be it. It's incumbent to me to take what I do, do it well, grow from the experience, and move on. Question from Entertainment Weekly. Do you have any concerns about being labeled as difficult as an actor? Hopefully I'll have the opportunity to address a lot of that down the road. It'd be very cleansing for my soul to let the fans and the general public see a side of me that I was horribly represented in the press. Now... That's an interview that Isaiah Washington did with Entertainment Weekly back in 2007. And that, there was a little bit more, but essentially that was the gist of it. Yes. That's the gist of that interview. And when you hear the words that this brother said back in 2007, and what y'all are getting ready to hear right now in 2018, and if we look at that time period, how many years is that, baby? We're looking at 11 years. We're looking at 11 years that Isaiah Washington and his family, his beautiful wife, his children, they had to sit in something. That wasn't true. That was not true. So now that we've that I've read this interview from Entertainment Weekly that we shared with you. Now, baby, do you would you like to share? Absolutely. We received an email that happened to fall into our hands. And this email <clears throat> was 
written as it appears to Isaiah from an attorney that worked for ABC and was made aware of what transpired with Isaiah Washington, and her name is Kim Clayton Hirschman. Again, she worked on the inside. This is not the outsider given an accusation. However, this is an insider who writes up the information, and this is where it changes the game. Please, this is Miss Clayton Hirschman's letter to Isaiah, and she starts off by saying, Please let me know if you are comfortable with my sending the below to an executive at the network who is a senior and one-time friend. It may be pointless, but perhaps not. However, I don't want to betray your confidence or make matters worse. Therefore, please take a moment to review and let me know your thoughts if you're not comfortable. Below, I understand. And the letter that she's beginning to read Uh, or what I'm going to read is the letter that she was going to write to the executive, which happened to be unnamed in this letter. But it starts off by saying, Hi, XXX, I hope that you are well. Can you please take a moment to read the uh, following below? It starts off saying, I knew we threw Isaiah Washington under the bus for Patrick Dempsey. Write up. What you shared with me so that I can put it in my file so this won't happen again. Gene Zeller, Assistant General Counsel, Litigation ABC, July 2016. The above was stated to me at the end of my conversation with Gene Zeller regarding mischaracterizations of events that took place in 2007 in connection with Isaiah Washington's dismissal from Gray's Anatomy. Misconceptions regarding Isaiah's current work history and the current uh, edit due to the incorrect slash accurate information that the studio could not hire Isaiah for the catch. This conversation took place because ABC's casting reached out to me and asked for my help after hearing from the head of my department. Howard Devine that Isaiah could not be hired on the show. When I disclosed, what I disclosed was information obtained from creative and casting executives at ABC, including information provided by casting executives at the CW. I reached out to Gene as a result of my department head stating that despite the information that I've shared with him, corporate legal would not approve Isaiah's hiring. Again, I repeat, this is me repeating, despite the information that I shared with him, Corporate legal would not approve Isaiah's hiring. I was never able to prepare the write-up. I returned from vacation and was immediately fired. I'm disappointed to now learn that I too have been thrown under the bus. In particular, a false story has been presented to Shonda Rhimes on whose shows I work while at ABC's to effect that I overstepped my bounds while approving deals without her consent. Shonda recently relayed this information to another individual when describing the reason why I was terminated from ABC. That comment is simply not true, and, as discussed below, the false narrative that is being perpetuated is negatively affecting my career. Sound familiar? Come on. 
By way of background and to clear up misconceptions and mischaracterizations, after repeated requests over the course of, excuse me, of eight years by Howard Devine to rejoin ABC's Business Affairs Department, I finally agreed to do so at the end of 2015, while I had taken six years off from 2007 to 2012 to spend time with my twin boys due to a medical issue. I was consistently and successfully employed as a business affairs consultant for various companies from 2012 to 2015 when I accepted the offer to rejoin the ABC Business Affairs Department. I've been out of law school and working professionally since 1992. I had more than a decade of experience prior to taking time off in 2007 and more than 16 years of experience upon rejoining the department. While at ABC in 2016, I never made a deal that was outside of studio parameters or precedents or, if applicable, was not approved by my department head or gave more than Shonda Rhimes wanted to give. However, in the case of the latter, one such deal was made by my department head, Howard Devane, despite my saying that Shonda was ready to walk away. I was told, in no uncertain terms and in writing, who do you think you work for, me or Shonda Rhimes? This statement was shared with Shonda's agent, Chris Silberman, when I explained that despite my title, I was not empowered to do so. I was not empowered to do as Shonda requested. When Howard Devine made the deal for this particular writer slash producer, I assumed that Shonda Rhimes had changed her mind and had informed Howard of such. However, I subsequently learned from Stephanie Leifer and later confirmed by Shonda's attorney, Michael Gendler, that that was not the case and that Shonda was quite upset by this deal. They also informed me that Shonda Rhimes had been led to believe that the deal had been made by me. Both said that Howard should come clean and let Shonda know that he made the deal. It appears that this never happened. Based on Shonda's recent and incorrect statement that in my overzealousness to please her, I made deals that went beyond what she wanted. Note, While at ABC in 2016, I simply did my job as I have always done, following studio precedents, relying on quotes, staying within budgetary guidelines, and never going beyond what a producer wanted. What was unusual was the level of resentment and hostility toward this particular producer that I encountered. What was unusual was the blatant attempt to undermine her requests and my efforts to simply do the job that I was hired to do, and by her request, she means Shonda Rhimes. When I was fired from ABC, I was asked to sign a release. I was told that if I signed the release, the company would say that I left because I wanted to return to consulting. False. I was told that if I didn't sign the release, the company would say that I was fired due to performance issues. Objectively, there were no performance issues. I'm happy to provide the objective proof. I did not sign the release. I did not want a payoff in exchange for my silence. Since leaving, I have found that I have been blacklisted. Despite my experience and abilities, I am no longer employable. I hope that you will look into this. I love my career. I value my professional reputation. If not you, then who? In this era of Me Too, I ask that you please look into this and right this wrong. Please let me know if you are able to assist or if there is someone else that I should reach out to. Sincerely, Kim Clayton Hirschman, TV Business Affairs. 
Now, I'm going to let y'all breathe that shit in just for a moment. If there's a question as to why we're reading this, because I saw a guy named or an individual at Royal Rod. He said, Who's, who cares? We care. Come on. We care. Because what happens is this. As Attorney Hirschman found out, when we stay silent, when we see wrong, we end up succumbing to what it is that we support. And then there's no one who you can go to when you deal with this internally. So the reason why we're speaking up is because you have to go to the external. We have to go to the voice of the people because that's the only way that corrections can be made because to keep it internally or in-house is like you keeping something inside of you. Who will know about it? Mm. So this is why, because this man has been mistreated. And mistreated in such a way that his livelihood was snatched. And I don't think that we really get that because when it came out in 2007, the community, our community. Turned their back. We automatically believed it and we said, fuck them, cut them off, let them go. And we turned our back. With no questions asked. And we know that brother. We know him when ain't no cameras running. We know him when ain't no goddamn. We know him when ain't nobody around when he trying to be on. We know that brother and his people when ain't nobody around and they beautiful human beings. And I'm going to tell you all something about the importance of family. For all of y'all worrying about getting the bag. For all of y'all sisters worrying about being empowered and being independent and fuck a family. I don't need no family for the brothers, too, because this ain't just a sister thing. For everybody so worrying about being a mogul, I got to get it, I got to get it. And you don't see those moguls with no goddamn families. See, what was able to hold Isaiah Washington together? Because let's have some real talk. Normally, I don't want to say normally, there are times that when you snatch somebody's livelihood and they have nowhere else to turn and nowhere to go. See, we know the stories of people jumping off of bridges. Putting guns in the back of their head and calling it a day. We know the stories of people taking out their whole family, then themselves, because they're saying, I just can't stand. I can't go no further. But I'm going to tell you about the Washington family and that woman as his wife. When you want to talk about a queen, baby. Yes. That sister held on and she held her family together as that king in Isaiah Washington. They held on to each other. And shit got crazy. Y'all read the stories. Y'all read the headlines. Y'all know what it is. When you snatch somebody's livelihood, what was he going to do? Go work in Walmart? What was he going to do, y'all? Go work at the Chick-fil-A? What was he going to do? And people stepped back, and they knew it was a lie. They knew it was a lie. And they kept quiet. And they did nothing. And they watched this man and his family suffer. But the beauty is, that man's family had a foundation, and that foundation was so strong that brother is still standing. He's still standing. His wife is still standing. His children are still standing. And we, need to this, we needed to say what we said today, if for no one else, to let his family, his children understand that they are a part of royalty. Mm. And it hurts us when you see anyone's life get destroyed with a lie. And to have this information 
We could not sleep at night if we did not reveal it to the world. And it upsets me because there are a lot of stories like this where no one gets vindicated. And what I would say is, for all of those in this game that turn their back on that good brother, what are we going to do now when y'all know the truth? Because now you're hearing this from an individual who didn't have to say anything about Isaiah. She could have just fought her own fight and tried to get in, but was decent enough to make mention and let it be known that we threw this black man under the bus. Come on, baby. For this white man named Patrick Dempsey. Now, hey, it may not have been because he was white, but it's a level of irony that I see him on TV playing doctors, on commercials, when the last time you seen Brother Isaiah playing a doctor. Mm. See, there are opportunities that get taken away from you. And some would say, well, what does that have to do with Netflix? We'll explain it. Let us bring it home. See, what happens is when you get labeled as difficult, they can take that. And because they already don't want to pay you, look at the numbers that the individuals got for Black Panther. They already don't want to pay you fairly. But they know they can't take away from the fact that you are extremely talented. So then they'll utilize your talents with the knowledge that no one wants to pay you, no one wants to work with you. We can use the difficulty as leverage. And as Archimedes said, if you give me a stick long enough, I can move the world as it pertains to leverage. So the leverage that they had against this man essentially leveraged him out the game. That's why you saw him doing amazing films where he was playing the, uh, the Washington shooter. When we did Blackbird, but it was shelved because it was moonlight before moonlight. It was it was Love Simon before Love Simon. It was Love Simon before Love Simon. So for those of y'all that may want to call in, feel free to reach in because we want to hear what y'all thinking. But if we're going to turn our back on this black man when you are under the impression that he did something wrong, why not have our voices be heard to support this man to get his life back? When you know that he's been mistreated because you're not hearing this from Monique and Sydney where we said, oh, well, it's just our word and this is what we believe. You're hearing this from the individuals who write up the deals. And, you know. Mm, we know that, brother. And we've had conversations with that brother. And even though he was mistreated by our community, when I tell y'all he still fight for us, even though all the radio stations, all the black radio, oh, y'all, we just, we threw him away. And to know who he is when ain't nobody watching, when I tell y'all that's a thorough cat. Thorough. That cat's so goddamn thorough that when he think you're trying to violate his family, he put his ass on the line. So when you family, we got to put our ass on the line. And it's our pleasure. Let's go to the lines, baby. 
Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you calling from? <laughs> hey, Monique, this is Kalia. Hey, baby. Hi. How was, you doing, sweetness? Uh, I was trying to call in. Oh, God, all last week I was, I was trying to call in the last time you guys were going. Mo, I'm so damn pissed off. Let me tell you something. Every single time I hear about it, every single time I see you guys, it, it just it infuriates me. The reason being is, and, and excuse my uh, Espanosa, uh, these bitches are so fucking bought. They are so fucking bought because they don't even realize that they fucking bought. They are bought. They are in someone else's bag. They call themselves chasing a bag, but you can't chase a bag when you're in one. They are around here. What, what, what really pisses me off is because Oprah, Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, all they asses. I don't give a damn how much money they got in their bank account. Their morals and their ethics will never make the statements that their bank accounts make. Mm. They will never add up to that same amount of money. They aren't shit. And I've been wanting to say that for the long time. They ain't shit. And you know what pisses me off is that we can't even call it racism anymore. This is more like black-on-black crime. They sit back in the bullshit that we have went through for God knows how long from the beige folks. The beige folks no longer have to do this shit because we sit back and do it to ourselves. Come on. We sit back and we do it to ourselves and we will watch each other fall. See, the problem that they have with you, Monique, the problem that Steve Harvey had with you, the problem that Oprah had with you, the problem that... uh, uh What's that other unattractive-ass lady on the, on the view? Whoopi Goldberg had with you is that, how dare you? How dare you? Bitch, how dare you sit back and not be bought the way that we are? Bitch, how dare you not understand that we are only technically free? But we ain't really free. We're still slaves. We still playing this game, bitch. And it doesn't. Kalia, well, see, I'm going to tell y'all something, who that baby is. And she was speaking nothing but the truth. thank you for calling in. She was my baby on Monique's Fat Chance. And I I, I told y'all this story before. She was walking across the street with her baby in her hands, and she was like, check this out. I got to do something. I got to do something. I got to take care of my baby. I got to do something. And I had to bring that baby onto the show. So... When you get our brothers and sisters that call up and they saying, God damn it, we standing with you. We standing with you. And it's not, please understand, y'all, because there are some people that be saying shit about Monique wanted to make this about her. This is so much fucking bigger than me. This ain't this. This This is about us. This is about us. Us. And when you hear a baby that's in her 30s that's saying, aren't we sick of this shit? Aren't we tired of it? We're reading from an attorney that was at ABC. Not a bitch on the bus stop. She was at ABC. She was in the inside. She was reading the contracts. Yeah. She was writing the contracts. She was having a goddamn conversations in the boardroom, in the meetings. And she said, y'all, we threw this man under the bus. And to be extra thorough and to be extra fair, I called her personally. Come on. And I spoke with that queen. Come on. And... What I said to her just for confirmation was, 
What did you mean by your comment with Isaiah being thrown under the bus? Who was he thrown under the bus again? And she reconfirmed she was thrown, he was thrown under the bus for Patrick Dempsey. And she had spoke to the fact that what a lot of people didn't know is that I tried to speak up for people's salaries, but I tried to do it the right way and do it internally. Mm. And this is the reason why when people say, why, Monique, why, Sydney, do you speak out loud? Because you see what happens when you do it internally. Nothing happens. And this is the reason why when you heard Isaiah apologize, this is why we couldn't apologize. Because when you've done nothing wrong, the game is, Hide the people who have wronged you by apologizing to them first, and then we'll reward you with a pittance. And then we won't potentially blacklist you if we so choose not to. And then you can go on your way and you see what happened. That's why we can't apologize to individuals that you've done nothing wrong to. You've got to make them explain how is Monique wrong? How is Isaiah wrong? When you hear this individual, who is an again a what? An attorney. What? Right. An attorney Cancel. speaking up for him. You want to take it? Go to the lines. Let's go to the lines, baby. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hello. Look, they ain't cut our lines here today. Hey, Mo, I'm sorry about that. I had to mute on my phone. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Hey, baby. This is Regina Hicks um, of the Women's Roundtable Forum. I, I was tuning in and listening in, and I didn't know anything about this story. And, girl, I was just really shocked to hear that this was going on. And I had to call in. I, I saw you crying and your spirit just hurting for this brother. I had to call in and, and just show you some love and support, and thank you for bringing this story to light because I didn't know anything about this situation and you're really shedding light and telling some truth like you said in your post and I just wanted to support you. That's all. We thank you, baby, and we love you, Regina. Love you too, baby. And keep doing your thing, mama. All you right, know, thank you so much and keep doing your thing, queen. Thank you, baby. You know, I, I get questions and I want to answer it because people putting in the room, Monique, what, what are you doing? What happens if Hollywood never... Calls on you again. And I want to answer that. They may never call on me again. But what I do want to do for me and my family is to be on the right side of history when they call me. Because we know we're going to get there. Right? And here's what brings the tears. That somebody would say, what happens if Hollywood doesn't call on you anymore for simply being honest? I need y'all to finish the fucking statement. What happens if Hollywood doesn't call on you anymore because y'all had to tell the truth? I need y'all to finish your statements. And again, when we read a letter that came from an attorney after 11 years, can you imagine that one day you walk into your job and let's say you make $50,000 a year and you live a $50,000 a year lifestyle and you walk into your job one day and someone says, you know what, I heard you said something. 
And you say, man, I didn't say that. No, yes, you did. And you know what? We're going to have to go ahead and let you go. And you got a family to support. And for 11 years, you didn't try to scrape shit together. You didn't try to make it work the best way you can to keep your family's head above water. And to sit back and know that we know that. And we got that letter. And like my husband said, we can't sleep at night knowing that. So if Hollywood never calls on me again and y'all getting it right from me, if they never call on me again, and if Oprah and Lee and Tyler, if they can prove that I'm lying, because I don't want to wait fucking 11 years. We've already waited eight. If they can prove I'm lying, y'all have my word, I will walk away from this goddamn business, and I will go be a greeter at fucking Walmart. Y'all got my word. But if they can't prove it, because they know I'm not, because they know I'm not, Will we let this go on like we sat back and watched our brother Isaiah be crucified? This man couldn't. At the end of the day, Mm. when you're in a situation and that takes place and it all happens to you as attorney Hirschman found out it could happen to her. This is the reason why we have to speak up now. And if they don't call on Monique again, That shows you what Hollywood is about. It's about pampering and protecting the powerful while they roll over the powerless. Mm. And what we're saying, what makes us more powerful is when individuals like you tune in, when individuals like you are outraged, when individuals like you can transcend your understanding and take time out of your life. To have empathy for someone who has had something taken away from his life. Come on. And then we work together and create our own network that polices what's wrong and what's right. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what region of the world that you're from. You deserve to be treated fairly. And when you're treated unfairly, you deserve to have individuals that will protect you and help make sure that you are treated fairly from the narcissistic individuals that at the end of the day, for whatever those regular folks don't have in their bank account, but as this brother Isaiah has a family and love, it more than supersedes what is had in their bank account. Because at the end of the day, when your heart's beating a little slow, and you're about to take your fire on the breaths, that brother right there, and I feel blessed to say with us, we're going to be looking for our family to come show up mm. and see us out. But you're going to have the moguls, they're going to say, can you just bring Benjamin Franklin here? <laughs> and Abraham Lincoln, Hamilton, and shit. While we at it, bring George Washington too. Mm. Is that what you're going to do? So for real... Let's focus on what's real. And we say this in love, and by love, what we mean is lifting our vibrational energy Mm. so that we can have enough courage to support individuals when we know that they are right, just like you abandoned them when you felt that they were wrong. 
And, you know, I, I want to speak on something because I see some people saying Hollywood ain't shit. Hollywood is evil. Let me say this. We can't put that on Hollywood because Hollywood is a place. Come on. And in that place, I've met some beautiful people. Like Susan Taylor. Like Susan Taylor. Let me. I just want to share this one story with y'all about this brother that I met, and I don't really know what's happening in his life right now, but his name is Tony Singletary. And if you watch The Cosbys, if you watch The Jeffersons, if you watch uh, Different Strokes, if you watch some of the later episodes of Good Times, you'll see this brother's name appear. And he was a director. Mm-hmm. And he was the director of The Parkers. And he was the first director I had when I came to Hollywood. And I didn't know anything about nothing. I didn't know shit about shit. All I knew was, okay, I'm on TV. And this director truly took me in his arms and guided me for five years. And when I was going through personal shit, that director would call me up at my house and say, baby, I'm just checking on you. You good? So I've met some dynamic people. In Hollywood. So I don't want us to ever get and scare people from Hollywood. Right. Because that's just a place. And some of the realest cats you ever want to meet in the Hollywood game are the people that get shunned all the time. People like T.I., people like Tiny, where I see T.I. out. Well, what's the name of this mall down here, this big Linux. Name? Linux. I always get it wrong. <laughs> and he's surrounded with his fellas and his comrades. And he could have played me to the left, but the world would have you think he would. But as a gentleman, he said, hey, man, when I asked him, come on, bro, you got to come on the show. And he dapped me up while he eating like you got it. And shortly thereafter, there he was, a gentleman, and his wife, too. So there's an abundance of people out here. Snoop, you can say what you want, but the man came on the show and was like, hey, y'all, y'all need to y'all need to stop playing. Come, and on, come on and check out Auntie. Come on. And spoke to the people. So some of the realest cats that y'all be overlooking are the 50 cents, are the Jay-Z's, are the Beyonce's, are the people that come from the street, so they're gonna give it to you real. But we we wanna we want the light. We want the light. That is Oprah. And here's the thing: we love Oprah too, but let us explain something to you about the light. Mm. The light, when manipulated appropriately, can conceal, can cloak what is really there. And in the words of magicians, it's called misdirection. Because what we're waiting for is the light to illuminate this situation as it pertains to a Monique. And Oprah, if you're listening, say why Monique was wrong for not promoting a movie internationally with Lionsgate when she had no contractual agreement with Lionsgate and asked Tyler why he said she wasn't wrong and that he was going to apologize, but has not yet done that. And see, here's what we're going to say. We're going to keep on saying it. We're going to keep on saying it because y'all just got read proof that a man and his family, because it's not just that man, his family was affected. His family. They were thrown under the bus. And 11 years, that man has been, he, he, had, he, took, he took the ass whooping and said, I just got to keep going. I just got to keep going. So that's why we do have a platform. We're going to keep speaking up and speaking out loud. And here's the thing, y'all, 
The people that we're naming, as my husband keeps saying, mama, they ain't bad people. They just made a mistake. But when you can own your mistake. No pun intended. When you can own your mistake, that's what makes the decency of the human being. Come on. And then when you can say, how can we right the wrong? Right. Because when you have a man again and somebody put in the, in the, in the, in the room, you know, we heard that Isaiah Washington lost his house. And we heard that Isaiah, you got to say in 11 years, baby, you're going to lose a lot of shit. What we're glad is he didn't lose his mind. That's what we're glad we didn't lose. We're glad he didn't lose his humanity and the love of people because that beautiful black man still has the love of his people. Make no mistake about it. And at, uh, Lil' Cat said, I can't lie. I still love Oprah. Well, we do too. See, this is not about hate. This is not about us speaking vitriolic about someone that we disagree with. What we're saying is, when you characterize yourself as the light, we believe that you feel that way. But when you characterize yourself as the light, here we go. I'm going to get it, Daddy. Yeah, let me help you get it. When you characterize Thank yourself you, as the light, Wait a minute, Daddy. you should live as the light and illuminate not what you want to be seen, but illuminate the truth in its entirety. Because when you have billionaires, and hundred millionaires that are afraid to have a real conversation and speak up, then what do you think is going to transpire with individuals that don't have billions? Mm. And what we're saying is we want to get ours now. And there's no way to live unless you live in truth and be straight up. And sometimes when you straight up, you got to go against the giants. You got to. Just so you can let the giants know that you love them enough to not put them on a pedestal and make them human because they want to come to the cookout. They want to lick their fingers. They might like the opera once in a while. But I tell you one thing. If you give me a choice between the opera and going to lick a little barbecue off what, my finger. What you going to do? I'm licking that barbecue lick off it. my finger. And what we saying, <laughs> let's welcome them, welcome them in because we have a chance to do something that is just historic where you have the black Mount Rushmore understanding the wrong that was done and then apologizing for it and then making it right. And we're saying we welcome you with open arms because when you have an individual like Cheryl Underwood, Steve Harvey, Charlemagne, the odd, all of these individuals, <laughs> when you have them saying what it is that they say, then what will you say when you find out? that what was communicated was inaccurate and it was a lie. And believe you me, you will find out. So as we started off with, what do we do to right the wrong for Brother Isaiah? What do we do as a community to right the wrong for Brother Isaiah Washington what? and his family? Because, again, you're getting it from legal counsel. You're getting it from an attorney that says, this is what happened, this is what was said, this is how it went down, how are we going to right the wrong? Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hey, Mama, it's Nurse Nick. Aww. Hey, baby. <laughs> hey, girl, you know I hate to see y'all cry and get emotional. Y'all got me an emotional wreck, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want to say I love y'all. 
I want to say to y'all, it's about to come full circle for y'all. The way y'all sitting there and you putting this news out about Isaiah, it's just two of y'all plus the Lord. Y'all don't want to leave her out. But do y'all realize it's going to be so many that's going to come out to y'all defense to let people know that the thing is, like you said, Mo, people are so afraid to lose their bag, to mess up their bag. And they, they're not thinking right. But the time is going to come to when they're going to say the hell with this bag because their conscience is going to beat them. And that damn interview with Lee Daniels, it rocks my spirit with anger when he said, you didn't play the game. Say it again, my please. My thing is... Say it again. How long are these holly niggas... When are they going to stop playing the fucking game? Because it's a sick game. When are y'all going to get tired to stop playing the fucking game? When? When? When their conscience beat them down. When I first met y'all and called into the show, one thing I said to y'all was, it's hard as hell to go to sleep at night on a pillow for the lies. Mm. You can't do it. These people, Mo and Sydney's coming full circle. I'm telling you, I'm just going to be your ghetto prophet. It's going <laughs> to come full circle. These people is going to say, you know what, enough is enough. And they are going to finally stand up. Not house niggas. They're going to stop being these holly niggas and say, they was right. They was right, and 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 they gonna bow down, and and, and Mo is gonna be okay. I'm so goddamn mad, I can't even talk. But Mo, <laughs> it's gonna be okay, Mama. It's it's gonna be okay. It's coming full circle, baby. It's coming full circle. You watch. Yes, indeed, baby. That's why we love you, Nurse Nick. We appreciate you now. Love you too. Love you, my baby. Love you too. Bye. You know, this is why we love Sister Nick because she be right there with us. Like, what we get ready to do. But I want people to understand, too, our tears are love tears. They're love tears, not sadness. At all. They're love tears because to be able to say it out loud, there was a time, y'all, we couldn't, we didn't have these platforms. And we couldn't speak on it. And these are love tears that we can speak up about our brother Isaiah. We, we, we are grateful that we can bring this to the light and say, y'all, look what happened to our brother. As he has spoken up for us. Come on. And has spoken up for us against us who, when you have an individual such as a Malcolm Lee that calls him up and ask him after he comes out to a show that Monique is putting on that we get him into and compliment to at the behest of or at the asking of Malcolm to Isaiah to connect with us. And then he goes back and asks Isaiah, what was it like to work with Monique on Blackbird? Was she difficult? But he had worked with Monique on Roscoe Jenkins and said it was a great time. And Isaiah, because he crazy too like us, he crazy. He says, how you going to ask me that? And you work with her. Matter of fact, I tell you what. Just so you know, I'm going to let them know that you called me up with this punk shit. Yes. Okay? I'm going to let you I'm going to let you let 
I'm going to let them know that you called me up with this. Just so you know. And we good. Who does that? A real cat named Isaiah Washington. A real G. That's who does that. That's who does that. See, you, again, we get blinded by the light. We get blinded by the lies. I mean the light. And when you get blinded and you act like you can't see it, and then once it's exposed right in front of your face, then it'll start explaining who, who you are as a person. Your integrity, your dignity, your character. And again, like I said, we all make mistakes. We fuck up. We fuck up. But what do you do when you make a mistake? What do you do? I'm sorry. When I've made a mistake, I'm sorry. And how can I right the wrong? So when you have people being, quote, unquote, we just going to be quiet and we ain't going to say shit. Now, what y'all got read today? Because y'all know normally shit will go viral. Go, go, go viral. Go viral. Let's see if this goes viral. As it should. And the wrong gets righted. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? This is Anthony Urbanski again from Austin, Texas. Hey, hey. baby. How you been, gorgeous? I'm wonderful, brother. How you doing? Well, girl, I have got some gossip. I don't know if you've seen my tweets to you about the Alexa. Yes. I ain't lying, girl. We sat here drinking, just having some fun, and I said a certain something. Alexa, stop. And when you say vaginal belch, it brings up your resume every single time, Monique. I've got it on recording. I've got it on video. But when you say vaginal belch, you come up, girl. You, all your Emmys, the Parkers, everything about. The first one went in the pool, girl, when it talked to me like that. Well, no. I called up. I went. I, I can't believe it. You need to get one of these machines and say it. You won't believe it. Anthony, do you know when Alexa, when you say your name and Alexa runs down your resume, that's rock star shit. I'm so proud. I know, but the word that you got to say. Well, maybe if they said pussy, pussy belt. Man, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but I would be hot as hell if somebody said my name, some nasty word like that. But now back to your subject about Hollywood and, and, and it not being fair. I think because you refused to to be the dick in the ass, they're going to punish you for it. That's my view. I think because you're not doing exactly what they want, like a puppet, that they're going to show you. You know what I mean? Yes. But, but I mean, once the people begin to speak up, that's well, when we say we'll you, show you. I've been watching your figure on you've got a lot of support. And other, you know Netflix and all those people are watching this and you're getting more support. You're getting more people that are getting their eyes open to what, you know, what your quality means. And I think in the end, like you said, it's a journey. It's something that's going to take some time. But I think in the end, Monique is going to be there because the people want to see you. We appreciate that. That's why I love you, my baby. Girl, 
Oh, you know I got a little crush on Sydney. You know last time Be I had to wrap him Anthony. up too. <laughs> well, I appreciate the love just the same, Brother Anthony. We appreciate All right. you. All right. You're my baby. God bless you, and I'll talk to you again. Thank you, now. Thank you, Anthony. This is why we have to do this show. We have to. This is why we have to do Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Because this show does what? It opens us up. It opens us up. We're going to take this last call, Daddy. It's probably, is that Israel? Hey, baby, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you calling from? What's up, Monique? This is Jermaine calling from North Carolina. Hey, oh, Jermaine. Man. Baby, I just wanted to come on here and show you some love and, and, and put the bullshit to rest for real. There's absolutely no way you can be considered difficult when you've done Precious, The Monique Show, Almost Christmas, The Parkers, Fat Girls, Soul Plane, Shadow Boxer, Bessie, Hair Show, The Queens of Comedy, two can play that game. Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. I could have been your cellmate, Blackbird, Beer Fest, Domino, Three Strikes, Monique's Fat Camp, and the lease goes on and on and on and on. I just want to let you know, don't stop. Don't shut up. Don't lay down and take it. You are saving a generation of entertainers that have yet to come. You're paving the way for people that aspire to be who you have been and who you will continue to be. I want to let you know I love you and I appreciate you so much. I got your back. Tell them to quit that bullshit. And when they tell you to be quiet, start talking even louder. I love you so much. And, Sydney, on behalf of all the men, I just want to tell you we love the way that you cover your wife. We love the way that you cover Monique, not Monique the actress. Not Monique, the talk show host, but we love the way that you cover Monique. And we don't expect Oprah, Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, or none of them to ever appreciate what you do because they don't have the responsibility of covering a spouse. Mm. You do. We love you. We appreciate you. Keep going. We love you back, Thank sir. you, Brother Jermaine. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <sighs> this is why we do it. This, this is, is why. why we do it. It's Thursday. Okay. So, you know, when we were talking about doing the show, mm-hmm. right? And when we knew that we had gotten that information, I think that what makes me and Sydney 5150, it never crossed our mind not to do the shit. Like, it never crossed our mind to say, you think we should? You think we shouldn't? We automatically knew we had to. We automatically knew that we had to because when you're dealing with folks out here in this world, all we're saying is use your voices. They say when you see something wrong, say something. See, they're just talking about the terrorists that are pulling out guns, but they're terrorists that don't use guns. Mm. They use power. They use influence. They use networking. They have quiet meetings. They offer you numbers that they know are ridiculously low because it's been portrayed as you have been difficult. And the irony of all of these things that have transpired when you have an individual, and again, I know Tyler Perry, in the heart of who he is, there's got to be some decency in him because if there were no decency in him, that man would not have reached out. That man would not have taken the time to have said what he said. And there are some people that said, have you ever heard about letting it go and let God do the work? Let me say this to you ever so humbly because I know you mean well. 
Sometimes, have you ever thought about that God may be overworked? Oh. And sometimes we need to do the work ourselves because God has given us the ability to do so. Mm. So maybe we could do God a favor and stop asking him to do shit for us. And we start doing things for the world with what God has already given us the tools to do. Mm. And that way we can free God up. And I'm just saying it from your perspective to be able to help those that really can't help themselves and those that can help themselves not only help themselves, but they make sure that they do their duty to help God's children also. Baby. If you ever wondered, wondered whatever happened to me, I'm living in a goddamn V103 studio. Come on. With Monique and that nigga, Sydney. For that okay. shit. We're gonna bring it home now. That's We're gonna bring how, it home. That's how we do it. We're gonna bring it you home. You know, there was a lot of people in the room today that said this needs to be on the TV. Hey, use your voices. Use your voices. Let it be heard. We wanna thank y'all, baby. We know today the show was a show. We know today the show was a show. It was a show. A show was a show of, of saying this is what it really is. And we wanna thank y'all. Because y'all could have been doing anything else other than listening to us today. So thank y'all for opening up your minds, your hearts, your ears, and allowing us to come into your space for these few couple of moments. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It is no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.